Welcome back to Streaming Surface, everyone. My name is August Ricardo. And my name is Jesse Davis. And we are coming at you just a, just a bit late. Uh, but a you know what? A little bit late. It's, uh, it's, we're in preparation for finals. We're in so. finals. Jesse had like two or four movies to make. Yeah, I had to make three short films in one day. Yeah, I was in two of them. It was, it was a thing. <clears throat> and you know what? Uh, actually, I'm kind of grateful for this, though, in a way. Because there was like no news until Monday. Right. And, and then now there's a whole mess of news. There's a whole mess of news. I had to strategically cut around it because we are making another episode in like four days. Yeah. But you know what? We're here. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm also very happy I got to bust out the semi on my way. I had made the the promise of it a few uh, weeks ago in a, the, was a Gemini Man episode? I think it was. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, what if I don't get to bust it out by the end of this season? Like, wouldn't that be a travesty? It'd be it a crying shame. Truly would. But you know what? We're here. We're set. we're on our way. We're sent, and uh, we're gonna hop into some news, aren't we? Let's hop into some MF news. Uh, first look at Starfire in season three of Titans. Have you seen it? I have. What do you think? I think it looks great. I think it looks great. It looks, I think it actually it looks really really good. I like um, it. The costume, yeah. My only problem with it is it's kind of busy for my taste. Um, a little bit busy, but not not too bad. Yeah, that's fair. I. And I don't think it looks bad or anything. I think it's just, like, it's, like, a lot is going on. Yeah. Like... I think it'll look good with the other costumes, like, in motion. Yeah, maybe. Are we... Is there any uh, confirmation if we're getting a new Raven costume, too? Um, I don't know if we're getting a new Raven costume. Yeah. Because I know... I mean, we're obviously getting a Red Hood costume. Right. I... They said we were getting a new... Or, like, an updated Nightwing costume. It wasn't, like, so much a design overhaul as much as it is they're making it out of a more flexible material for more acrobatic stunts. Oh, okay. I wonder if it'll look different. It might. I mean... Time will tell. Maybe. I can't believe it took them 20 episodes to get to a Nightwing costume. Yeah. It was a few, a few too many. Have you, um... Never mind, I won't get into it. But no, I haven't. <laughs> fair enough. Ready to move on? Yes. Neil Pat... Or this is the um, thing I hope you haven't seen. Okay. All right. Neil Patrick Harris joins Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Harris will play Cage's talent agent while Cage plays himself. I knew about this movie. <laughs> I did not know about Neil joining on to play uh, Cage's agent. What do you think about that? I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I... I'm definitely going to watch this movie. I don't know how excited I am to watch this movie. I think it kind of sounds like a cool concept, but also kind of a stupid concept. Kind of. I but mean... also, I feel like it could be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm i probably going to watch this movie. Yeah. It sounds good-ish, maybe. It'll yeah. probably be like a being John Malkovich type thing, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Who knows? All right. Here we go. More news about Star Wars. More news about Star Wars. Yeah, you can't... What? He's encroaching. Fine. All right. <clears throat> Naomi Scott. What? <laughs> this... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm already on board. You just said, like, two of my favorite things. Naomi Scott and Star Wars. Well, there's a third favorite thing. Uh, I'm going to pat it a little bit, because there is more to this than Naomi Scott. So, Naomi Scott, the Sue Mabedi, and... Analu Navlakar, I think I got those names right, uh -huh. are in consideration for a role in the Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi series. 
No way. Yes. Let me see these these three actresses. Okay. Mm-hmm. I recognize. Um, I recognize her. Yeah, I recognize all three of them. I, obviously, Naomi Scott, because you know. Right. I love. She watched Love Mouth. True. <laughs> I was referring more specifically to the Power Rangers movie, which is a great movie, by the way. Um, it's fine. It's great. It's fine. Um, but I did not know their names. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I don't know what that role is going to be, but I think it'll be neat. Yeah. No, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. Hell yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, we can talk about it off air. I was going to ask what you thought of the new mess, the newest Mando. If you've seen it yet, I have not. Oh, well been then, too busy. Well, then I guess we won't even talk about it. We won't. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I have I have access to the internet, so I know like pretty much everything that happens. <laughs> but I still haven't like seen it. You haven't you haven't it. you haven't uh, experienced it, but you've like osmosed it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I was gonna have this when there wasn't that much news, but then I was like, I won't need it. But yeah, I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, so Variety has the top ten front runners for the Oscar for Best Picture. Who would you like to hear them? I would love to hear them. All right, I'll go in descending order. No Man Land. Don't know that one. I don't know either. Uh, Mank. Don't know that one either. Trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay. Minari. Don't know that one. It's an A twenty four thing. Okay. I haven't seen it. It just says A twenty four next to it. So yeah. That's why I said it. One Night in Miami. Don't know that one. It's like. I saw a trailer for it. It's like Muhammad Ali, James Brown, uh, I want to say Malcolm X, and another famous African-American gentleman. I forget who. Maybe it was Barry Gordy? I don't know. So in the 60s, apparently these, those, these four influential African-American gentlemen just vibed out in Miami together one night. That sounds cool. It does sound cool. Then there's also The Father. Don't know that one. I might have... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, heard of it. It's the Chadwick one. Yeah. Uh, also, did you see the Chadwick tribute? I did. That's exciting. It is exciting. Do you think they'll, it'll be in front of the next Black, uh, next MCU movie as well? Or it's just... I think it'll probably just be in, in front Black of Black Panther. Right. Yeah. Promising Young Women. Don't know that one. Judas and the Black Messiah. Don't know that one. It's the one we saw the trailer for with Lakeith and uh, Daniel Kuyo. Oh, oh, yes. I do know that one. That one looks interesting. Yes. That looks so dope. And then The Prom. The Netflix music. Really? Apparently, yeah. You know what's missing from this list? Several things. Well, off the top of my head, Palm Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs, Devil All the Time. Other things we've reviewed. (laughs) Yeah, other movies we've reviewed. Um... I do remember, um... How, in a year where so few movies have come out, how have I not heard of, like, <laughs> at least half of the best picture projected? Um, few of them were Netflix, some of them, one of them was an Amazon, one of them is, And then the other, most of the ones you didn't know were, like, studio films that were just kind of released to streaming, I guess, but not, like, hmm. for streaming, like, you could just buy, buy it, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. I guess Tom Hanks on a boat, it's on Apple TV now. Um, yeah. Didn't do so hot, evidently. Yeah. Or maybe it did. I mean, there's only like 30 movies. I mean, I've seen a good amount of the movies that came out this year, or at least I thought I had, and 
all of them are a, a lot of them are really good mm-hmm. i would consider for this year like for possible oscar oscar but maybe not best picture for some of them but at least well you know, uh i remember i did read around some of this i didn't save this whole list but i did see that uh they're like, yeah, Palm Springs is going to win Best Original uh, Comedy at Golden Globes. It will, yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Unless something like Big Time Adolescence or King of Staten Island were to... Maybe. Come in and... But yeah, I mean, we haven't seen... It. Yeah, Big Time Adolescence. Um, that was good. Uh, I just watched The Banker on Apple TV. Which one was that? Who was in that? Um, Sam Jackson and Anthony Mackie. And oh. it's about uh, two black real estate developers in the 50s and 60s have you like seen during jim crow um and it is very good did you see uh rashida jones bill murray i did how was that delightful all right i, I intend to watch it it's really good i had made plans to see it um it it's like another movie we just watched it's more of like an interesting character study than it is like a plot driven oh um of rashida of or both of them. Even character study is a little too a relationship. Narrow. It's more of like a relationship examination. Yeah, yeah, because it we don't really find out too much about either of the characters, but we learn a lot about their relationship and how it develops over the course of this like week long span, and it's very very good and very interesting. And they're father daughter, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably be watching that. It's on Apple TV Plus. Yep. I'll probably be watching that in the next weekend. And Sofia Coppola wrote and directed it. That's sweet. Right? Yes. All right. Oh, here we go. I did, in fact, take down the next ten, if you'd like to hear those. Oh, yeah. The... So these are, like, their top 20? Yeah. The man... The mar... The mar... The mar... Something. I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know. The Maritidian? Maritanian? Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. News of the World. I haven't heard of that. The Five Bloods. I have heard of that. Midnight Sky. Have heard of that. On the Rocks. Have heard of. Very good. Soul. Haven't seen it yet. The novelization. I sent you this. I was shopping for his yeah. birthday gift. And the junior edition novelization of Soul was like just sitting there at the Walmart. And I was like, I could know what happens in Soul if I wanted to. Right. That's not sweet. That's not sweet. Uh, Tenet. Nope. First Cow. I haven't heard of it. Uh, it's another A24. A lot of A24. Yeah. Uh, Palm Springs. Dope. United States versus Billie Holiday. have not heard of it, but sounds interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's the Oscars. Maybe. Well, I... well, also, they have until, like, April, right? They extended it. Yeah. I have a feeling more movies will come out, and they might sneak their way on there. Or... Probably. Also, I the s- Oscars always does some bullshit like right. Uncut Gems was a shoe in for like eight Oscars and it didn't get nominated for one well no you know remember how good that Joker sound design was though ugh right uh ready to move on yeah alright uh we don't usually cover leaks I guess is that fair to say uh no not typically uh, sometimes we'll talk about rumors but leaks some, we'll not we'll talk so about much. some hot scoops but not like you know stuff like that but alright apparently this is a leak that I think we, we discussed it and we found it credible enough to mm-hmm. be warranting this. Yeah. So, Disney 18 plus, maybe. Maybe a thing that happens. Which, I think that's a weird name for it. I think it is a weird name for it. Um, but 
I'm not opposed to the idea. Yeah. I, especially with the acquisition of Fox, um, for Disney to be able to put some of their more... Well, yeah, because they have all this stuff they own the rights to. Like, they have all the rights to Alien and stuff like that. Right. So, it's just sitting there collecting dust if they don't... Exactly. And and apparently, that's where the Deadpools are going. Yeah. Uh, it, it would make a lot of sense for them to have a outlet for a more adult audience. Yes. Um, that they could then... You know, I, it would bring in a lot of new people. Right. And then, the other idea is maybe... Uh, I grabbed something with my foot on accident, listeners. Um, so, the other idea that I saw was the hot speculation. Mm. Is that this might lead to some of the properties they have venturing more into 18-plus territory. And, I mean, it won't, but... It won't, the, but... The MCU will remain a PG-13 consistently. Right. They're like, oh, Moon Knight will be on Disney 18-plus. I'm like, it will not. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the shows that are currently in development could go that way. Like Moon Knight. See, my thing, though, is if it does... Or maybe they could continue some of the Netflix shows and put them on there. Yeah, maybe. See, my thing about it, though, is if they do something like that, not the Netflix thing, the thing where they put, like, the Disney Plus MCU shows on the Disney 18 Plus, then there can't really be, like, a back and forth to it. It'll be, like, the Netflix thing, you know? Right. Because if Moon Knight is busting heads and, like, dropping F-bombs and doing unbrand-friendly things... Well, but if they're going to do it with Deadpool, they could do it with Moon Knight. But I feel like... I still don't think they're going to actually make another Deadpool movie in the MCU. They are. They've... It's been all over the news. They they're going to be... about it. They're going to be like, like oh yeah, it's much coming. rated R. I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe Deadpool's an exception, culturally. That's such a stupid sentence I just said. It is. But you get and what I'm saying. I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think... Disney doesn't really do exceptions. Especially when money's involved, and if there are people who... Like, if there are more people who are like, yeah, I'd rather watch it. Because the audience who's going to watch a Moon Knight show in the first place is probably going to watch an R-rated Moon Knight show. That's fair. Whether it's PG-13 or R, they're going to watch it. Right. And they're not really going to lose that many viewers by it being R. Well, I'm just saying if, like... Do you think it'll be, like, a disconnect, though? If, like... If Moon Knight is, like, dropping F-bombs and caving heads in and doing Moon Knight shit in his show, and if he appears in, like, an Avengers movie, if he, like, says, oh, darn... I'm not gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna say like, "Oh darn," but you know what? I'm, you get what I'm um, at. I don't think with it, Deadpool. I think it I don't will think work. it will be. Like, but with Deadpool, they can make it funny, which will make it well, work. Which I'm still like pissed off that they're including Deadpool in the Marvel universe, but that's fine. Right. Um. But I like if the joke of the Deadpool in like a PG-13 movie is that he's like saving his one allotted fuck. That's a funny joke, like objectively speaking. Sure, but then you have all these other characters that have no idea what's going on. They're like, why is this dude looking in a random direction saying weird things? It just won't make sense. Like, you can't have that man standing next to Tony Stark. Well, you won't have that man sitting next to Tony Stark. Obviously, but you can't have him him standing next to Peter Parker, who he's obviously going to be in something with. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it it won't work. That's fair. I guess we'll see. Maybe. Um, And I think... I don't think it would be too much of a disconnect, because I feel like Moon... Like... Specifically in reference to Moon Knight as Just because he's, he's crazy? Um, not necessarily because he's crazy, but just because, like, in the comics, he does a lot of darker stuff on his own, and then when he goes and teams up with everybody else, he sort of, like, mellows Raids out. it in, yeah. yeah. And I don't think it'd be too much of a stretch. All right. Especially play. if you still kept him sort of, like, dark and brooding and whatnot, but just, like, sort of 
censored him a little bit. That's fair, yeah. Um, is Oscar Isaac confirmed to be Moon Knight? No. Because I saw someone saying, because I saw a headline, I was like, Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight show, and I'm like, that wasn't confirmed, that was a scoop. Right. Uh, it, it was not confirmed, no. Right. Um, oh shit, we should have opened with this. Okay. Uh, we usually do these at the top. David Prowse has uh, passed away. Oh, yeah. Um, sad day for Star Wars fans. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah, no, he of course a, I know who David Prowse I was about is. To I was just thinking about what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, Jesse Davis. Yeah, no. Um, sad day for Star Wars fans. Um, David Prowse was a huge part of all of our childhoods. Yeah. And further on down the line. Yes. Um, and he, he will be missed. True that. Alright. Um, moment of silence? Yeah. Moment of silence for David Prowse. Very good. And then, while we're on the topic of celebrity news, um, Elliot Page has come out as transgender. Yes. Uh, he is known for his roles in Juno and the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Um... Who uh, and he will be remaining on the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, he'll be remaining on the Umbrella Academy. And um, last I heard, you know, news broke yesterday. Right. But uh, apparently, the show released a statement where they don't intend on they intend on keeping Elliot in the role, but not changing Vanya to a a male character. Okay. Um. All right. Which you know, they have trans actors play. Right. Or they have cis actors play trans people all the time yeah so, yeah no that's fair the, it's a two way street yeah I was wondering about that cause I feel like cause I assumed uh, I knew that they were gonna keep him on the show but I just needed to see what they were gonna do about it especially cause yeah um, yeah I feel like Gerard Way would be like yeah if it fits it fits you know yes yeah yeah so that was my uh, interest um so anyways yeah that was very exciting uh, very good when the world becomes a more diverse place. Exactly. Alright, ready to move on? Yes, sir. <laughs> First live action look at Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. Listen, they put this out and the entire internet went fucking nuts. They're like, why does it look like that? Let me tell you why it looks like that, guys. <laughs> it's in the title. They said Clifford the Big Red Dog, and they gave you a big red dog. They delivered on every letter of their promise. So what the fuck are you complaining about? You said, we want a big red dog, and they said, here's a big red dog. You said, no, not like that. You got a big red dog. Live with it. If you don't like it, don't watch the movie. If you like it, watch the movie. What's the girl? I think it's fine. What's the girl in Emily Elizabeth. Okay, I'm trying to remember that. Uh, <laughs> I was off the stiff red cuff. I don't, I don't fuck around with Clifford, bro. <laughs> Clearly. Um, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it's a fucking, it's a big red dog. Right, it's a big red dog. Would you have rather, do you think they'd be less upset if it was like Tom and Jerry or it was like just a classic animated Clifford, but like in a live action world? Maybe. I don't know. People are never happy these days. <laughs> Always something to complain about. Can Clifford talk? In the show, yes. But only to other animals. I was going to say, like, but to Emily Elizabeth, can he talk? I don't think so. I have not watched Clifford in probably 17 years. That's fair. So, <laughs> I used to have I the, not um... certain. Well, probably, like, 15 years. Because my brother watched it a little 
after I did, and I'm sure I watched it with him. Right. But I um trying to remember. I knew uh I used to have like a little Clifford the Big Red Dog pointing click like adventure like learning shit game, you know, where it's like, oh you got you and you you got a Clifford and you're gonna team up and solve the mysteries of the they live in like a vague they live in an island, right? Like, I think so. Whatever. They live in like a either island or a vaguely New England town, one of the two. Yeah. You Perhaps have, both. Probably. Well, I mean, who knows? Something like that. Yeah, it looks fine. I mean, it looks like a big red fucking dog. Right. Like you got what you asked for. What can you do? Also, and I I don't find an issue with the design. I think it's a little like jarring because like whoa, that is a big red yeah, golden retriever. Yeah. But like, dope. That's exactly what I was expecting. Exactly what I was hoping for. Right. Yeah. And after like eight seconds of looking at it, I was like, this is normal. This is fine. Would you, do you think it'd be different as, like, a different dog breed? I mean, obviously, like, a Golden Retriever, like, a Lab, which I guess is what it Yeah, I think it's a uh, Golden Lab. Is probably the best thing to be a big red yeah. dog. Like, yeah. Because it just, it looks neutral, I guess. Is that a good way to describe, like, a Lab? Yeah. yeah. It's a, like, you know, you think of, like, dog and Lab. Think of lab. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, in, in the most general way, like, that's a dog. Right. So... Yeah, again, it's just a fucking big red dog. Like, right, it's a big red dog. What'd you expect? And plus, there's still a ways out before the movie, so I'm sure they'll make it look a little less like, like just a dog. No, I think they'll make it look like a dog. I think a lot of people's issue with it is like the color of red is kind of weird, and it sort of looks like you're just like looking at a regular dog through rose-colored <laughs> glasses, and not that the dog is actually, actually red. red. And so they might. Well, because this is more like a. Um, it's more like a, like a, like a white lab kind of fell in with some red clothes in the laundry kind of look to it. See, as opposed to like Clifford, I, who was like a deep red, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I feel like in some shots it kind of looks like they just threw like a red Snapchat filter <laughs> over like just the dog. Right. That's originally like a yellow lab <laughs> or whatever, and right. so. Maybe they'll fix that a little bit, but also, like, looking at it now, like, I don't really see in that still, like, yeah, it looks like a big red dog. Yeah. So what it is. Should we move on? Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen officially cast to replace Johnny Depp as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beast 3. Yes, he is. Which, um, I think he's a good choice to replace Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think realistically he's probably who they should have cast in the first place um because regardless of your anyone's current opinions of Johnny Depp when they first announced his casting it was a very controversial choice and that was like a widely accepted fact right and after certain new things have come to light some people have changed their opinions some people haven't at the time they probably should not have cast him did we know Johnny Depp was Grindelwald going into the first movie yes Okay, because I didn't. Well, you just aren't about that Harry Potter life. Like well... Some of us were. <laughs> were. I'm still very much about that Harry Potter life, but in a, in a very distant way from actual <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter. You're in a very it's, Harry Potter adjacent life. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, the, and Matt Mickelson, I think, like, when I was reading those books, I was picturing, like, this, like, dude... 
like when they were talking about Grindelwald, I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly what Grindelwald looks like. And then like three years later, I saw Mads Mikkelsen. I'm like, that's that guy. That's Grindelwald. I hadn't even heard of Grindelwald until like the first one. I was like, who's this guy they keep mentioning? And then I I watched the video and I was like, oh, he's Dumbledore's ex. He's gay wizard Hitler. And I'm like, oh, that's a mouthful. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, do you think they're just going to, yeah yeah it though i have no idea <laughs> if you had to bet. I, <laughs> do you think if gonna i be like, had to bet i think they won't mention it yeah you think you're just gonna be like it's grindelwald that's what he's always well, looks like actually maybe not because they did film one scene for the movie with johnny they might or do you think they'll just cut their losses and be like because well, my they, thing they is, they paid thirteen million dollars for that one scene, man. They're well, probably gonna find a way to make it work. Well, here's my thing. I think that if they're like, "Oh shit, Grindelwald fucked up his Polyjuice potion," now he's trapped as Mads Mikkelsen forever. Like, as an outside observer, I feel like to put on my my film my film hat for a minute. Mm-hmm. I didn't put on a new hat, but it absorbed the properties of film hat. Sure. I think the dramatic tension would be lost if, uh, when Dumbledore defeats Grindelwald, if he just looks like some other dude. Yep. <laughs> so. That's correct. And the other thing is, like, what's either going to have to happen is they're going to be like, yeah, no, that's normal. That's, that's Grindelwald. That's what he's always looked like. Or, like, they're going to have to, like, use that whatever scene they shot of Johnny Depp. And it doesn't necessarily be the first scene, either. Right. Because they don't often shoot movies in order. Right. So it very well could have been, like, a middle scene or an end scene or something like that. So, and then... But let's say, for the sake of argument, it's the first scene of Grindelwald in the movie. Just for the sake of argument. So they're going to use that scene, and they're going to have to write in a scene where some shadowy figure in the distance who we're going to assume is Grindelwald (laughs) takes the Polyjuice Potion... And then he Jekyll and hides into Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, see, okay, I have this theory, though. And it might be a little conspiracy-y. But I'm going to talk about it. Go for it. (laughs) I think Warner Brothers, as a company, is smart enough to have sort of a, a plan B. And that they... The same Warner Brothers company that has... Still kept Amber Heard and Aquaman too. That same Warner. Yeah, Brothers? that same Warner Brothers. Okay. I, yeah. Um, here's the thing. Right now, regardless of what actually happened, and I'm not going to state what my opinions on that are. Amber was found. Johnny was found guilty, or not found guilty. The son was found not guilty in his in calling him a wife beater mm-hmm. as, as slander. Which is basically the court ruling that Johnny is a wife beater. Regardless of, you know, other factors, that's currently what the, the, the court says. Right. And so Johnny is bad for business and Amber is good for business. Right. And so I'm positive that because Johnny has also stated, like, I'm going to try and continue to fight this. Mm-hmm. Um etc etc that they probably wrote into the script sort of a a scene where they could um you know change Grindelwald's appearance 
if they needed to, mm-hmm. as like a plan B, and then called Mads Mickelson and sort of made the deal like if we have to let Johnny go because his casting announcement was made quick after. Well, because. It, it was like two weeks. Like was Johnny weeks. was fired and then a week later they were like well, Mads Mickelson's in talks and then a week later they're like Mads Well, Mickelson's I assume because also just what was even more quick was Johnny Depp lost that de- lost defamation suit. Stop being in our movie, please. Like, yeah. It was like that. Like, I assume an intern was, like, at the phone, like, refreshing Twitter until, like, a ruling was declared. And then he was like, oh, send the email. Like, yeah. And so I'm I'm going to assume um, that there's sort of a, a larger planet works and that possibly they're like, if shit changes, maybe you can come back. And that Mads is more than likely on a movie to right. movie, like a film to film contract. Right. Um in the event that something does change and then they do a switcheroo with Amber and Johnny. All right. Yeah. Um, and if not, then they just carry it out with Mads. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall I move on? Uh, yes. Report. Streamers are in a bidding war for Godzilla vs. Kong. Netflix has offered 200 million plus. Well, HBO Max prepares its own offer. He just said, Wow. Warner Brothers says they plan to release the movie theatrically next year as scheduled. No, they won't. But no, they won't. <laughs> not if there's a bidding war going on. <laughs> Warner Brothers is not going to look because eventually Netflix is going to get talked up to like three hundred million dollars, and Warner Brothers is not going to say no. I mean, They're how much say, did uh, Godzilla King of Monsters make? Uh, seven, maybe. Godzilla King of Monsters. Box office. Let's see what we got for the Godzilla King of Monsters box office movie. Yeah. How much? Uh. Oh shit. Really? Um. What is it? Three hundred eighty-six million. Yeah. So if Netflix even touches three hundred, they'll go for it. Yeah. Well, apparently, and half of that was made in China. So. They spent way too long making these movies. Maybe a little. We were in I like them, though. I like them. I really like Kong Skull Island. No, that's a great movie. I'm just saying. They, like, made that first Godzilla movie. Yeah. In 2013. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what we should do six years later? Let's check in on Godzilla one more time. Well, because they did Godzilla, and then they did Kong, and then there was another Godzilla, and now it's Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the second Godzilla. I haven't either. I'm sh- apparently, it's not very good. I'm probably going to watch all of them whenever I'm able to see that one. Like, right. I'll watch right. the three of them, and then I'll go watch those. Well, because I, I feel like, also, from what I understand, they really tipped their hand too soon. Because yeah. the second Godzilla, Godzilla, look at all these monsters going on, has, like... It has Godzilla, it has Mothra, it has um, King Ghidorah. Yeah. And it has the other one. Yeah. Typhon or something like that? Maybe. Uh, the, the dragon one. It has Hydra one, it has Moth one, it has Pterodactyl fire one. Yeah. I mean, also maybe they released it at a bad time. Because Godzilla King of Monsters came out between, like, Endgame and Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> Rough time to be a movie. <laughs> Far From Home in the mix as well. Yeah. 
So, like, maybe a sequel to a six-year-old Godzilla movie wasn't... Yeah, maybe not the best move. I don't know. But, yeah, if Netflix was going to give them $2 million or $200 million, I'd be like, yeah, do that, please. Yeah. But, who knows? All right. I guess we'll see. Uh, I also feel like a lot of people didn't go see the, the second one, the King of Monsters one. Because it wasn't Godzilla vs. Kong? Right, because they announced, like, this is leading up to Godzilla vs. Kong, and then they were like, I'll see it before that one. Here's a new movie, and we're like, is this Godzilla vs. Kong? And they go, no, that's the next one. And they're like, no. He, but he Kong. fights King Ghidorah in this one. Right. I feel like I forget that, that meme comes from that movie. What meme? The one with the three dragon heads, and one of them's like goofy. That's from Godzilla vs. King Kong. Or not Godzilla, Godzilla King of Monsters. It is? Yeah, one of the King Ghidorah... That's supposed to be like King Ghidorah, and one of the... Apparently there's a part in that movie where one of the King Ghidorah heads is like... just kind of like, eh! Huh. I also don't know much about Godzilla, so maybe King Ghidorah is in fact the pterodactyl one, but I think... No, I think Ghidorah is the three-headed one. (laughs) Who cares? That one. (laughs) Alright, let's move on. Alright, uh... So this isn't... Alright, uh... The Percy Jackson pilot script has been sent up the chain of command to, at the TV studio for notes and approval. Fuck yeah. Percy Jackson coming soon. I cannot wait. Well, I don't know about soon, but... When do you think we'll get our first episode? Our first, first episode? episode? Well, they just finished the pilot script, and it was announced in, like, June, so... <laughs> I mean, maybe once they have the pilot script approved, it'll be, like, moving at a much more cracking pace. Right. I think if the COVID fairy just disappears on January 1st, we'll maybe get this by summer 22? Optimistically? I think it could be sooner than that. Cause you, well, I feel like they're going to want a summer release and it's not going to be summer 21. That's fair. But there's there's a lot of places or a lot of like people and stuff talking about like oh yeah there's like definitely the vaccine and we're like shipping it out like it's it's gonna be like pretty pretty soon we're probably in the home stretch of this right. and there's other people that are like we will not be free until summer 23 right and i like there's it, it's not like people who are just like straight up like oh no nah, like just go out without your mat like there's credible sources on I both think sides yeah and so i guess when somebody tells me to go get a vaccine i'll go do it i but. assume there'll be like a like an incredibly pricey vaccine probably and stuff soon, but yeah. So I think that I think summer twenty two would be my best bet. Yeah, for this, I feel like that's not too far off. Yeah, I um. Well, when you when you consider like Ma- like Mandalorian production schedules and stuff like that, or like Mando moves quick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're comparing it to Mando or like oh, Falcon yeah. versus or Falcon Winter Soldier or Wandavision, and saying that like they made two seasons of Mando in the time it took them to make. One, one season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just speaking in terms of like, if you considered other Disney Plus production oh, schedules. Okay. I'm not using apples and oranges, Jesse. I'm just saying find okay. a median. <laughs> um, I think that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it might take a bit longer if it's like a road show. You know, like if that's true. If there's like a. There's a lot of road tripping involved. There's a lot which, of road tripping. You know, there is. Yeah. There had goddamn well better be, Rick. Probably. <laughs> uh, this is like way in the past, but this was like some of our biggest speculation we've ever done. 
not on the show. This was in our personal lives, but it's casted already. It has to be right. Like at least it a probably little bit. has to be. Yeah, because I remember which um, bums me out. I know you want to be like, don't say that on the air, man. Okay, you shill every time we mention something like this. Right, but I know it's never gonna like actually happen. This one, there's like maybe a chance. If we say it well, on air, we would get. I couldn't do it. Right. Well, um, here's the thing. I think that because Rick did say he's gonna like announce he did say he was going to announce when people could like send in auditions like he's going to be doing like a nationwide sweep yeah so the fact that he hasn't yet leads me to believe that some characters aren't cast i'm sure i assume because we talked about this like it was in july i think yeah. i still had blonde hair um so there was like a hot scoop twitter page i forget which one it is and it was like big news coming this week on percy jackson and tron right and then the Percy Jackson news fell through. Mm-hmm. So my assumption, him and I talked about this, was the, that they have like... Jason Momoa realized that his schedule conflicted and he couldn't play Poseidon? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Like, they probably have had people who were like, we get the green light for the show, we're going to start courting like whoever for whatever. Right. So, I see a lot of people saying they want Logan Lerman to play Poseidon. Would you want to see that? No, he's too young. Okay. Um, <laughs> if they were making this 10 years from now, absolutely. Right. But uh, he's too young now. Would you be okay with it if the narrative conceit is that he is still in the same form that he was when he met Percy's mom? Maybe. Okay. That's fair. That's a lot of hoops I had to jump through, but like... I'd still... I, I feel like I'd like the actor, whoever the actor is, to be like early 40s. That's fair. Also, that's just, like, asking, like, if they want us to, like, tug the dick of, like, you know... Right. People. I just... I feel like Logan Lerman can't convincingly play, like, the dad of a 12-year-old. How old is he? He's, like... He's, like, 30, right? Yeah. He could conceivably be the dad of a 30-year-old, but, like, all the interactions Percy has with Poseidon, he's, like, a weird dad. Not, like, a cool dad. <laughs> he's, like, a dorky dad, which is, like, early 40s. Yeah, that's fair. Do you think Jason Moe's too on the nose? <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're still trying to do it? Probably. I, um... Uh, what do you think about Hermes, uh, John Mulaney's Hermes? Because I've seen that one thrown around a little bit. I like that. I, like I um... It. What did we talk about earlier in the week? Oh, uh, Jake Johnson Jake is Mr. Jake Johnson is Mr. D. I like that one. I like that. I think that'd be, that'd be great. I saw one of Hermes Hephaestus, too. But I like him much more as Mr. D. Yeah. Um trying to think nah I was about to say something but I like couldn't think about it how many episodes do you think The Lightning Thief is gonna be first season how many chapters is The Lightning Thief the book like 25 then 12 <laughs> I am um, how many chapters do you think is gonna take for them to get out of camp three on the third episode they'll leave camp or yeah at the end of the third episode they leave camp I'd say that yeah that makes sense I'd say a first episode of like Look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. It's me, Percy Jackson. This is my life. Right. And then, like... with mom dying. Yeah, and then... Dying. Yeah. Air quotes. And then two episodes of Camp Shenanigans. Yeah, I feel like it'll probably be, like, the, like, this is camp, and now play Capture the Flag, and then it'll, like, end with the prophecy, and then... Yeah. Third episode will be, like, gearing up to go. Right. And then... at the end. Yeah. I would say that that's the... The biggest problem I have with it as a show as opposed to, like, a movie 
is that the book it it's paced as a book but not as a show and sometimes better as a movie but not always yeah that's the issue with well because like the like, thing about those like some of the encounters in this thing like let's say these episodes are like 40 minutes like manda length right right like them meeting medusa is not a 40 minute episode right it doesn't need to be but they probably will make it one yeah and i'll be like all right come on right it really needs to be like a 15 to maybe 20 minute interaction right yeah like the movie got that right air quotes because it was like <laughs> it was paced out at the right amount right. i would say it 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 happened for the right amount of time pretty right. much everything else was wrong but that one and lotus was good <laughs> lotus was great yeah um yeah and that's the thing though it's weirdly touch and go with the Percy jackson books because like the lotus could absolutely be an episode absolutely but also doesn't need to be it could be five minutes yeah well yeah exactly But it also depends on whether they like sort of like condense it or if they do it true to the book because if they do it like if they basically just turn that script like those like two chapters of the book into a script for the show it could easily be a 30 minute yeah deal yeah because like the whole thing of them like checking in and yeah like that's the thing like their strength and weaknesses is the show not the show the movie got the point across phenomenally right in like five minutes yeah but I would like to I would also like to see it as like a 40 minute episode especially because I feel like fandom hates that movie to its core even though it's like a mediocre movie when removed from the context of what it's based on right but like they're like oh that that Lotus scene though that was A1 yeah so like I think differentiating itself as much as they can from that would be good I do think it would be interesting though to explore the fact that because, like, in the movie, it's pretty clear they're on, like, the equivalent of drugs. Like, the Lotus Flowers are drugs. Whereas Yeah, in they're the just kind of, like, vibing with roofies or something. Not roofies, uh, they're on X. Yeah, pretty much. Whereas in the books, <laughs> they're not in, like, an altered state or anything. They're just, like, they don't realize how much yeah, time Yeah, they just lose passing. track of time, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, that'd be my best bet. I'd say 12 episodes. I feel like 12 might be too many for Disney+. Plus. I mean... I feel like eight is really as high as they're willing to go. But, okay, but eight for, like, but three episodes in the camp and eight? That'd be torturous. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, that's another big problem with those books, that, like, we know what the quest is, and it takes, like, with all of them for the exception of, like, the third and fourth, the fifth doesn't really count for this argument. Yeah. It takes, like, way too long for us to get it moving, like, a little bit, yeah. Like, ass is not in gear until like yeah like I think in my heart of hearts that (laughs) um one and two are movies uh yeah three and four are well three could be either four is a season four is a series five is a movie but like a long one, like a long one, like a three. Hour. Not a yeah, not like a two part thing, but like a yeah. like a long one. And then, Heroes of Olympus are all. Series Heroes of Olympus should be a three series or a three season series. I don't know about three seasons. Yes. We'll talk about it off there. <laughs> Maybe four. I don't think that. Oh, you we do have... not need to do. 
the We've, Lost Hero and the Son of Neptune as two separate seasons of the show. Do them as one season. But they don't happen concurrently. I don't care. Switch between the two. Or make <laughs> them happen concurrently. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Jesse and I spent way too long talking about this. Like, in our personal lives. Yeah. And also maybe on this. But, like... <laughs> Alright, moving on. Uh, yeah, moving on. Um... David Paul Ramsey returns to the Arrowverse to guest star as John Diggle in episodes of Superman and Lois, Supergirl, The Flash, and Batwoman. Ramsey has also booked a mystery role in DC's Legends of Tomorrow. First of all, <laughs> guest star as John Diggle. No, you guys are getting Green Lantern. Actually, he's, um, I don't know if you know this, I don't know how in the loop you are on Arrow, but his arc in season 8 of Arrow was reconciling with his stepfather and finally taking on the family name of Stuart. <laughs> They couldn't make it any more obvious, guys. It's very clear. Well, I mean, he got a fucking Green Lantern ring. Yeah, well, he, they gave him a Green Lantern ring, and the fact that they're going to put him in all five shows and then give him a recurring, like, role, a mystery role on Legends of Tomorrow, he's Green Lantern. Well, uh... Stop fucking around. <laughs> he's Green Lantern. Just say it. Well, uh, I don't know how in the Legends of Tomorrow loop you are. But none at all. <laughs> Next season, they're uh, doing more space stuff because they are. Um, oh, so so like, the last season ended with uh, one of the characters getting abducted by aliens, and they will be fighting aliens next season, I guess, or something. So they're going to go into space and be like, "Hey, what's Diggle doing here?" And he's like, "It's Stuart now. I have a cool ring, and I build tanks." And everyone's like, "Well, neat. Well, <laughs> don't get ahead of ourselves, Jesse. He's that's gonna... exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> he's not." No, I don't mean... I, that's what's going to happen, but he's not going to be building tanks. He's going to be shooting green blasts maybe once an episode. Right. True. <laughs> there will be, there'll be like, a construct in the season finale. Yeah. Like... He's mostly just going to have a green aura and uh, shoot blasts. Yeah, like... So, let's not... Ooh, let's not... Let's not overestimate stuff. Valid. Stop glancing over... Peter Dinklage to star in Toxic Avenger reboot. Legendary's contemporary reimagining of a 1984 subversive superhero cult film follows a man who survives being pushed into a vat of toxic waste and emerges a hero. Are you psyched for that? Yes. I have not seen the original Toxic Avenger. Me neither. I would like to. <laughs> Probably. But just from that description, I'm like, yeah, Peter Dinklage should play that role. Yeah, I'm excited for the dinks. Always excited for the dinks. Should I, should I go to the thing you clearly wanted to see? Yeah. Florence... Who is rumored to reprise her role as Yelena Belova in the Disney Plus Hawkeye series? I also saw that she's supposed to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, because she's Black Widow now. <laughs> right. She's the Black Widow now. Dope. I love Florence Pugh. I'm excited to see more of her in the MCU. Yeah. Speaking of. I think they should release Black Widow before they release either of those TV series she's in, though. That's apparently why they've been. Um, <laughs> there's something. I forget what it was. Was Falcon Winter Special Soldier supposed to come out before Black Widow or after it? After. Okay. I know one of those has something that the other one is going to reveal. Because Falcon and Winter Soldier was always going to come out in 2021, but... No, it was supposed to be t August. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be August. But uh, Black Widow was supposed to be May. Yeah. So, apparently... I mean, they also haven't finished filming Falcon and Winter Soldier, unless they have? I think they just did. Okay. Well... Then, forget what I'm saying. Yes. Um, apparently, those, the reason they've been hesitant to, like, streamline and finish 
Falcon Winter Soldier in the same way they have with WandaVision is because they have a reveal or something in it is tied to Black Widow. Right. It's it's either it's Black Widow and it's the Thunderbolts apparently. Uh, yeah. Gasp. Speaking of um the Hawkeye Disney Plus series, Haley Steinfeld is a uh, is fucking Kate Bishop. <laughs> Officially confirmed for like the fourth or fifth time as Kate Bishop. Right. But she's there. Set photos. Now. She's there. She's there. There's proof. Right. She's on set, she's wearing purple, and she's holding a bow. It cannot get any more clear-cut than that. And she's hanging out with the... Lucky the Pizza Dog. Yeah. A character and I didn't know about. Did you see that uh, it looks like Clint has hearing yeah, aids? Yeah, I did see that, because you sent me this... You sent me that. Stoked. Yeah, I'm excited. Does he naturally lose his hearing, or is it just like... He loses it in an accident. Okay. I think. Uh, I think he does, and then Marvel like rebooted some shit, and then he was always sort of like hard of hearing. Okay. Just curious. Um... I'm not sure. All right. Nintendo Land and Universal Studios Japan to open uh, February 4th, 2021. No, it's not. Japan is handled. Is it? They're fine. No. Oh. They're just not going to let Americans in, which <laughs> they shouldn't. Then, yeah, it is. I want there to be a Pokemon Land so bad. Yeah, it looks dope. I want to do that Mario Kart thing. Yeah, it looks like real, they've only real showed bad. the Mario Kart stuff. Yeah. It, on a, it, 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 it doesn't like, look real, is the thing. No, it doesn't. It looks like a video game, which is nuts. Yeah, I thought, I was like, show me the actual thing. Like, I thought it was like a before and after type thing for the yeah. first, like, part of this trailer. No, I think it's a real thing. I mean, it looks like it, but... Yeah, I think... The, right now, they just are focused on, like, Mario-related stuff. So, like, Super Mario Brothers... Uh, it looks like Super Mario Brothers, Mario World, and Mario Kart. Yeah. But once they get the Pokemon Land, man, you have no idea. I'm going to buy it oh, to gonna, Japan. You're going to go hard for that. I am. Oh, my God. We can go to Japan. We'll have to go to Japan. We will. We'll get so much sushi and we'll go to Pokemon Land. Does sound like a banging time. Yeah. There's a theme park in Japan. I don't know what it's called at the top of my head, but I'll just tell, tell you about this. Uh-huh. So, um, basically, this Japanese businessman came to Walt Disney and he was like, hey, I want to build a Disneyland in Japan. And he's like, sure. So then halfway through the construction, they got in a big fight and then they're like, you lose the Disneyland rights. He's like, great, I still have all this land in a half-finished park <laughs> and all these blueprints. Guess who's going to reskin the shit out of Disneyland? This guy. That sounds great, actually. It's, it's fun. I love it when Walt Disney gets swindled. Yeah. Oh, man. He sure did hate Jews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess he did. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> Universal is expanding its monster movie slate with a Van Helsing film from Overlord director Julius Avery and producer James Wan. Overlord director Julius Avery and uh, producer James Wan? That's what I said. I am available whenever you want. You want to be Van Helsing now? You want I to want to be Van Helsing so bad. <laughs> if I, if I oh, had I complete that. creative control over like any uh, cinematic universe... I would, it would be, like, the Universal Monster Universe, but I would do it good, the and Dark I would, universe. like, center it around Van Helsing. <clears throat> I'd have them all set in, like, a modern age, and Van Helsing is sort of, like, the leader of an organization who's trying so, to, like, take, like, basically S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's sort of the, like, central character of all of these movies, and then it's just like a monster of the week who are we fighting today kind of thing? No. So each of the monster movies would take place individually and he would like pop up in some of them and then for like the big... But would like, we not be hunting the monsters? He... Like would it just be like a Wolfman movie where Wolfman things happen and then at the end he's like, hey, I want to tell you about the 
the, the, the Dark Universe Initiative or something like that. Kind of, yeah. But who would they fight? <laughs> What's the initiative? Who are they going to fight? Other monsters. <laughs> okay. or, or each other. Or I, I, I haven't had the finer details worked out yet, August, but I have... Is Van Helsing recruiting monsters or his fight club? <laughs> no. Okay. There would be, like... So, basically, the idea would be... Um, have all the monster movies, like, sort of happen in their own separate thing, but they're connected together by a series of Van Helsing movies where he would then fight them or sometimes, like, recruit them or whatever. Isn't isn't Russell Crowe the Nick Fury of that universe as Jekyll and Hyde? I think so, yeah. I like the idea of the Dark Universe. I know everybody hates it. I don't hate I like it. it. I don't hate the idea of it. I mean, I think that... Especially when they, like, announced the original cast. That was dope. Yeah. That picture, that so photoshopped picture. For uh, Johnny Depp, Invisible Man movie because i love the story of the invisible man and johnny depp would be great in that role is the invisible man movie from this year part of this universe i don't know it is not okay it is very specifically not okay invisible man suit have you seen that movie i haven't it's great i believe it it's scary but it's great i believe it i um for some reason i thought it was yeah it is not okay the only movies that have come out thus far that are part of the dark universe are um Mummy. Tom Cruise is the mummy. Yeah, Tom Cruise is the mummy. And maybe Dracula no. with Luke Evans, but also no. maybe not. No. They go back and forth every day as to whether it is or isn't. Um, Let the games begin. Yeah. And then is there an, another one? Uh, no. I, don't I know so. there's a couple that are in the works. Pish posh. There's and a, is the new Ryan Gosling Wolfman movie part of... No, Javier English? Bardem is the Wolfman. Okay. Maybe he's Frankenstein. I think he's Frankenstein. I don't know. And I'm sure the Bride of Frankenstein... The it's Angelina Jolie. And Scarlett Johansson's Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes. They've changed up some of the castings. I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt was... Like, Scarlett left and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be the Creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't know. That's I mean, weird. it's in another movie. I don't know. I don't Whatever. know, man. Um... <laughs> Bob Iger leaving Disney in December 2021. Seriously considered presidential run now seeking role in Biden administration. Uh, why? why? Is really all I have to say on that. I know I sent this to you, and I had no idea what I was going to say about it, but, like, fucking why? Weird. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily, like, as far as I know, Bob Iger's politics are fine. I don't know, man. Yes, but also, like, I I hate to be a killjoy, but I'm of the opinion, you know, you... That the you, CEO of the largest entertainment conglomerate cannot, in fact, be objective in politics? Uh, yes, but that was not the point I was going to make. Oh. But, like, say you broke your bone. Right. Would you go to a doctor, or would you go see a gardener who wants to shake things up? <laughs> or... You know, if you, yeah, I get what you're saying. If you need your haircut, do you go to a barber or do you go to a rocket scientist who's seen it done before? Like, okay. get people who know how to do their job to do their job. Bob Iger is not a politician. Maybe he shouldn't do politics. Maybe. I don't know much about Iger. I know a lot about uh, Michael Eisner. He's an interesting fellow. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, all right. Is there anything else? I no, so. there is not. 
All right. Let us move on. Jesse, what did we watch this week? We watched Drinking Buddies. We watched Drinking Buddies. That's not an actually an, an accurate representation of that movie. No, not at all. It'd be more like... We watched Je Drinking Buddies. We watched Drinking Buddies. But the movie's great. It's not like a sad movie either. It's not really a sad it's movie, a, but... It's melancholy. It is a little bit melancholy. We'll talk <laughs> about that more when we get to spoilers, which I, I want to... Well, this is a lesser known movie, so we should probably not dive well, I mean, into spoilers. But there's not a lot of not spoilers. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about production a little bit. And, yeah, and do you want to just say what the plot of the movie is, though? Yeah, so the plot of the movie um, is uh, Luke works at a brewery, and um, his best friend is... What's her name? Kate. Kate. Um, and she also works at the brewery. Uh, both of them are in relationships, but there's a sort of romantic tension between the two of them. This movie explores that, as well as a blossoming romantic tension between their significant others. Yes. Um, one might think that because this is a that's the plot of the movie, and it's called Drinking Buddies, that it's a fun, quirky, romantic comedy. Like I did. Like we did when we watched it for the first time. That is not the case. Yeah, no, it's... It's a romance, in a way. Um, kind of. And it has funny moments, but I wouldn't call it a comedy. No, I would... I wouldn't even call it a dramedy. It's a drama. Um, yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. But it has funny moments. I, um... And it's great. <sighs> God. I don't know how douchey, like, film... Twitter, yeah, I want to get about this movie. Go all the way. I'm gonna do it, so... It's a series of vignettes about life. <laughs> it it kind of is, yes. With it's a, not, a, not necessarily a series of vignettes. That's not the right way to say it. It It's weird because it doesn't necessarily feel like there's an actual, like, cohesive plot to the movie. So much as it is, like, a Stuff series happens of things you... that happen that all pertain to the same, like, event and subject. Which is the definition of a plot, but it doesn't quite feel like a plot. But in a good way. Not like right. a Joker way. <laughs> it feels like... I'm trying to, exp I'm trying to articulate how to say it, explain it. It's not necessarily like A happens, which leads to B happening. Right. But it's very much like... It's like A happens and also B, B happens, happens and C happens. And they're related, but it's not like Yes, there's not like a th there's a thrill. I don't know how to explain it. It's a, Yeah. It's a really unique movie. It is very unique. It's like <sighs> This is my favorite movie I watched this year, by the way. It's like a um And I've seen it twice. It's Synecdoche, New York without any of the bullshit. And by bullshit, I also mean absurdism, too. That is a really apt description, but I hate it. <laughs> okay. That's like, that's a very, like, it's a very accurate description, but I do not care for the comparison. But it is not... Well, inaccurate. I mean, the comparison is to disparage Synecdoche, New York. Yeah. It's, uh, it's some, that's a different movie. We'll talk about it maybe one day. Who knows? Maybe one day. <laughs> I don't know if I could watch that movie again, though. Yeah. <laughs> Watching that movie during 2020. <laughs> Anyways, 
Are there any standout performances of the Jake four, Johnson? Of the four performances. Jake Johnson. Jake M. F. Johnson. Jake M. F. Johnson. Put him in more things, Hollywood. Put him in everything. We know you listen to us, big Hollywood. Right. Uh <laughs> Actually, there's not a bad performance in the movie. Yeah. Um, even from, like, some of the side characters. Um, like, Ed Helms, he has, like, five lines in the movie. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis? What did I say? You said Ed Helms. No, I said Jason Sudeikis. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And Is that... You're a bastard. Yeah. He, uh, he only has, like, five lines in the movie, but all of them are really good. Which, do you want to know why, audience? Because it's a tight MF screenplay? You want to know how tight the MF screenplay is? How tight is it, Jesse? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. The director wrote basically like a, a novelization sort of of the um, movie without like any real dialogue or, or blocking notes. And he uh, they improvised every word of the movie, which led to some fantastic lines and some really, really good performances. Yeah, we... um. There's a scene we'll talk about. Yeah. It's a great scene. But, no, it's really great. Like, oh, God. What a fucking movie. Uh, let's give this movie a grade. I would say it's an A. You're giving it an A? Are you judging me for not throwing on a plus? No, I just, the way you said A, I wasn't sure if you were going to attack a plus onto it, or if you were going to continue to comment, or if you were... No, I'd give it like an A. I'd give it like a 95. I will give this movie a 99. I think you need to watch it again. Okay. I really, really do. Um, this movie gets like a 99.5 from me. Is that your highest rating we've done so far? Yeah. This movie is... I, like I said, it's my favorite movie I've seen this year. Um, like, ex- excluding movies that I had seen prior to this year and then watched again this year. Um, it contains some of the finest acting specifically from jake johnson and olivia wilde that mm-hmm. i've seen in a minute um the story is great cinematography is great i i have zero complaints about this movie that's fair yeah i don't have any really complaints either but yeah uh yeah um, even like there are maybe a couple of things about the movie that I don't love, but I know why I don't love them, and I love that I don't love them. Like there's there's like no music in this movie, hardly any. Yeah, no, and no. I feel like that adds to the tone, mm-hmm. and I think that's neat. Um, mm-hmm. there are some moments. Because this movie also has a lot of, like, longer shots because of the improvised nature of the movie. Yeah. There are some moments where I'm like, oh, I wish I could have seen that character's, that actor's face when they said that line. Mm-hmm. But, or seen that character's face when the other character said their line. Um, but we couldn't because it was a long shot and it was improvised. But I like those two things. More than you would more like than I would have like, Jake to. Johnson's reaction shot or right. whatever. Um, I, uh, is this our first rom-com? rom-com no forgetting sarah marshall oh yeah like the rom-com that's not the rom-com it's one of the best it's a rom-com it's not the best we'll we'll get to that one eventually oh yeah we will won't we um i gotta i gotta chit and i'm gonna cash it in someday (laughs) okay 
Um, what I actually was going to ask, though, because I don't think we talked about this so much in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, mainly because that was our first episode and we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. And we've come so far since then. So far. But I think my metric for how I judge a rom-com is, do I, A, believe these characters would get along in real life? Uh-huh. And B, do I believe these characters would, like, have feelings for each other in real life? And C, do I believe they would, like, be romantic in real life? Yeah. And, like... Now, looking back, I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall. I don't know if I that checks off all three of those boxes, maybe? Yes. But what do you think about those three boxes for this movie? I'm not going to say what, I, what my answers are to those three boxes until we get to spoilers, but I am convinced of my answer of all three. Okay. I'm not, like... I'm not like, uh, maybe. Like, I'm very positive. That, right. Like, we're in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Here's my thing. The the way the movie goes is how I think it would happen. I am not, at any point, like, surprised by the actions of the character. Yes, because it's all natural. Right. Or, like, oh, no, they they either would or wouldn't do that. Right. Or, or whatever. Yeah. I'm being vague, but we'll, we'll... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But, like, you know, for, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, for example, mm-hmm. to harken back, I'm like, yeah, maybe they'd get along in real life, I suppose. Like, they're... They, like they get along... I believe they get along... This isn't really a spoiler, because I'm going to tie it back to this movie. In Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I believe the characters get along in the same way, like, generally nice people get along of generally nice people. It depends on the characters you're talking about. I'm talking about, like, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Segel and Mila Kunis. I disagree. I think Jason Segel and Mila Kunis, I'm very convinced of their relationship. I am not convinced at all of the relationship between Jason Segel and um, Kristen Bell. Well, I think that's the point, though. Which, so, job well done. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying, like... Like, I don't see how they would get themselves into this situation, because there's no way Jason Segel's character dated... Um, I keep wanting to call her Anna Kendrick, Kristen Bell's character, but I do see his character and Mewtwo's character dating. I'm I'm pretty convinced of that relationship. Yeah, I mean, what I say is like, it's when I say like I don't I don't mean they scale, but I'm saying like I don't know if like I could buy like them as people just like generally hanging out. That's fair. I'm not quite sure if I agree, but it's fair. Right. Like, circumstantially, like, when you remove the circumstances of the film, if those two people just happen to, like, be at a party together, what are the odds you think they'd grab towards each other and end up in a conversation? That's what I'm saying. That's fair. Whereas, uh, Olivia Wilde and, uh, Jake Johnson, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Yes. That's not a spoiler. They're the fucking on the poster. Yeah. Like, Write your your three rom-com questions down, because I want to make sure that I, I come back to them in the spoiler section. Uh, I think we can actually hop into spoilers right now. Oh, okay. Do you have anything else? Uh, I mean, we talked about our performances, we talked about um, our rating. Jake Johnson and Olivia Wilde, specifically. Also, Anna Kendrick has a really a really good performance. I well. didn't hate Ron Livingston either. I, I mean, there were like six yeah. actors in this thing. Yeah, his performance was good. Um, I liked it a lot. Um... But the one, like, Jake Johnson's performance really resonated with me. Olivia Wilde's performance really resonated with me. 
Um, and Anna Kendricks was was very very good as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the the four main characters of this movie. I don't know if you can really call Ron Livingston the main character of the movie because he's. I mean, he's in it comparably to Anna Kendrick. I'd say. Anna Kendrick is in like twice the amount of the movie as Ron Livingston, and then Jake Johnson and Olivia Wilde are in the rest of twice the amount of the movie. Anna Kendrick is in. Maybe that's fair. I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I mean, if this movie is like, it's held up by these four people. Yes. And by that I mean two of them are like doing most of the he- heavy lifting while like the other two are kind of like two of them are holding the couch and the other two are on the side just kind of like helping guide the couch. Right. Yeah. No tea, no shade. Yeah. Those people are, are valuable to the couch moving process. <laughs> they just, you know, they're not they're not lifting up their backs as much. Exactly. Alright. Should we hop into spoily oilies? Let's hop into spoily oilies. Oh, would you like me to give you those uh Oh, we already gave the movie a rating. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to let me give you the, that rom-com list then? Yes. Would they get along? Uh, Olivia Wilde and Jake Johnson's character, Luke and Kate, yes, they would get along. Would they have feelings for each other? Yes, they would have feelings for each other. Would you believe them dating? No. Okay. Because of what we've seen through the movie. They, they I feel like at the end of the movie they are content with where they are in each other's lives and they did ha- they do have feelings for each other but they are not going to act on them yeah. now or in the future right cuz surprise audience they don't end up together they don't the the maybe i think that maybe they might come back to each other later in life you know who knows i don't know if i believe I... in my heart of hearts that jake johnson is going to marry anna kendrick i fully believe jake johnson marries anna kendrick and it either goes one of two ways they live a unhappy marriage together forever and ever because neither of them are willing to actually pull trig and back out. Or they're married for like three years before one of them is overridden with guilt for something or just realizes they're unhappy. Right. And so they get divorced. And then maybe... Jake and Olivia, Luke and Kate would circle back together, but I feel like by that point, Kate would be with somebody else as well, because I don't feel like she would wait for Luke. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna marry her. I think he will. We can agree to disagree. You don't have a six? I, on that specific question, I don't. Okay, that's fair. Um, but here's, here's why. At the end of the movie, there is that scene where um, Luke and Kate are fighting, mm-hmm. and it kind of finally comes out. They they never say it. Yeah, which I do. Really there's no enjoy. smooches. There's no smooches. There's no I like you. There's no nothing. It's all done through action and subtext, mm-hmm. and it's great. But it the scene where they basically they're having a fight and they basically admit that they have feelings for each other, and then Jake feels bad about it and how he's handled the situation and he's feeling guilty and then he gets home. For Anna Kendrick to then, um, her, Jill is her character? Yeah, for yes, Jill, Jill to reveal that she kissed, um... Chris. Chris, who was Kate's boyfriend, and that's why they broke up. Um, and that she felt guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And Jake forgives her and says, you know what, it's cool, we're good. Because he asks, like, are you in love with him? And she says no, and he says, okay, then we're fine. Right. Because he sees it as them... Being even. Being even. Yeah. And so he's going to then live the rest of his life married to her, 
Like he's, he will he will marry her because they're even. I guess I don't know. I just... And the his his feelings for Kate, I feel like, from my my take of the movie, are what have been sort of like prohibiting him from actually like taking the dive into him and Jill getting married. And yeah, now yeah. that he's sort of resolved that, and him and Kate, him and Jill are even, mm-hmm. I feel like it'll it'll go through. He may not like it. He may not be happy about it. But, but he'll, he'll do it. He'll do it, and he'll tell himself that he does, and he is. All right, that's fair. I can see that. I um. No, yeah. What else do we want to talk about? Um. Let's. Let's talk about the characters and our th- our thoughts on the characters. Uh, we talked about this during the movie because we watched this together. Actually, I yeah. think this is. I'm in Joker. And Pokemon. Yeah. One of the only ones we've watched together. Um, yeah. Jake Johnson's Luke is absolutely the kind of person I want to hang out with. 100%. Like, he's this cool guy who, like, wears his his beer hat and, like, right. flip-flops and jeans. He works in a brewery. He uh, has two beautiful women in love with him. He, When he was 20 years old, he worked riverboat casinos like professionally like some dude he worked for this like quote-unquote company that was definitely a fake company right who just gave him like ten thousand dollars a day to go gamble and win money with Mm -hmm. which is actually my dream job yeah i'm 80 percent sure that jesse based the dnd character on luke i did i knew it (laughs) not not specifically on luke but in part in in part yes yeah it was in the back of your head a little bit right yeah subconsciously um, no, I just think that, yeah, he's a very likable character. Like, yeah, he's just super likable. Yeah. There's nothing else to say about him. Like, I don't, I mean, there's not nothing else to say, but that's just it. Like, he's just a super likable guy. And he has, like, this, um, this laid back charm to him. Yes. Where he's the kind of guy you would want to have a beer with or would want to, like, smoke with or something. 100%. Yeah. He also does some dick things. He does. Yeah. And, like, nobody in this movie is an angel. Yeah. I will say. Because Olivia Wilde does some fucked up stuff that, like, messes with Luke. Kate does some fucked up stuff that messes with Luke. You can say... And Luke does some fucked up stuff that messes with Kate. And those... That interaction forms a sort of, like, serpent eating its own tail, but we don't know where it started, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the movie, they have a very flirtatious relationship. Like, right. up until Jill is introduced, you're led to believe that Luke and Kate are dating. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. It's, it's not, like, directly stated, but, like, they're very like touchy with each other they are like laughing at each other's bad jokes they sort of like playfully roast each other and we live in like a heteronormative society and they're a man and a woman so it like you're like oh the, this is like movies told me they're dating right movies told me they're dating and then his girlfriend shows up well the other thing is based it's off kind of like a record scratch moment honestly. kind of yeah there's this sort of um the best way i would describe it would be there's this uh the trailer and we can talk about this a bit yeah. later. Um, though, let me believe the premise of this movie was there are these two, like, co-workers at this brewery, and they're, like, get drunk one night or whatever at the brewery or something. Right. 
And then they, like, accidentally sleep together, and then wacky shenanigans ensue with their significant others. Right. And I was like, oh, that sounds funny or whatever. That's not what this is at all. And I do think that might be a criticism I do have of the movie, is that it presents itself differently than it is. Yeah. And while I am usually appreciative of it, I can understand why people would not be psyched on the movie that they got, if that's what they were expecting. Yes. I... August showed me the trailer for this movie after... Well, he actually sent me the trailer for this movie like a year ago. Yeah. And I don't think I watched it because I don't... I didn't remember it. Right. I remembered you, like, telling me about the movie, but I don't think I actually watched the trailer. Um, And so I didn't see the trailer until after I saw the movie. <laughs> and I was like, that's not at all what this is. Right, yeah. Intentional or unintentional, that's just, you know... Right. It... Honestly, because the director, Joe Swanberg... He writes, directs, and edits, um, edits all of his own movies. He sometimes co-writes them, but With he Jake always Johnson. right. He <laughs> always directs and edits them. Yeah, or he always yeah directs and edits them. Um, and so, if I didn't know that fact, I would think that like the director just took several clips of the movie, didn't tell the editor anything it was about, and said, "Make a trailer about this." Mm-hmm. And so he just pieced it together into this, like, what is clearly a rom-com, but that's very much not the case. Yeah. Oh, we found a real brewery? I did not. Yeah. I'm assuming they filmed at a real brewery. Because the budget for this movie is also very, very low. That's a million dollars, yeah. Yeah. They, um, uh, Kate's actually a real person. What? Apparently. That's neat. Yeah. Is and then, Luke a real person? No, I don't think so. I don't believe so. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And everyone was kind of a little drunk the entire movie, too. Yeah, that adds up. Yeah. It's great. Um, But yeah, you want to talk about Kate? Let's talk about Kate. Yeah, what do you think of Kate? I think Kate is a very, very interesting character. I agree. I think if you said, like... Free spirit. <laughs> Kate is the image that shows up in your head. Yeah, I can see that. I don't... What I find interesting about this in particular um, is that, that their relationship... And this is a... Ties into, like, personal stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a very, like... I don't know if I'd call it bad enough to be toxic. Yeah. It's just a not great situation yeah but neither of them are acting maliciously correct i think they both just have like very strong feelings for each other and are not they're just people who are bad at expressing how they feel they're bad at expressing how they feel they're not necessarily acting on their feelings right except for in a few like choice moments but they're also not stopping themselves from acting on those feelings yeah they're in that like weird nebula zone where it's kind of like what happens happens yeah and there's, like, but they're also, like, good people about them, I guess. I mean, specifically Luke, more so, I would say. I feel like they're both bad people about it. Although I feel like Luke, in kind of, like, the classic guy way, like, doesn't really understand what he's doing until Kate, yeah. Kate points it out. Yeah. At which point Luke is then able to turn it around and be like, okay, but how is what you're doing any different right yeah no there's that there's a lot of that in that one scene but that one scene is 
spectacular. It's so fantastic. Such a good scene. Oh my god. There's a. Should we get into that scene? Do you want to? Let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit. Should we dissect the scene? Allow us to. Set the scene, Jesse. Um. So Jill is out of town. Kate is broken up with Chris. Um. And Kate is moving apartments. Uh. Luke volunteers because his girlfriend's out of town to help Kate move, mm-hmm. which is an inherently romantic act. Right. Um. And he also like takes her to dinner and pays and so on and whatnot and he helps her move but also kate had slept with another gentleman recently yes and luke who they're mutual friends with yeah they also work at the brewery well they mutually know each other luke luke's feelings on the guy were ambiguous before i think it's established he thinks he's kind of like a douche before yeah but then after he finds out that he slept with kate he is like I hate this dude. Right. Without any real reason. Well, also... Yeah. And then Luke also made... I don't know how to articulate exactly what the part before they slept together was. Because it's half... Oh, I don't want him to sleep with her. And it's also half just being a stand-up guy. Right. I feel like there was an intersection there. Yeah. And that if he had not been interested in her romantically, he probably would have acted the same. Yeah. But the fact that he was interested in her romantically is still a fact that is true at regarding the situation. Yeah. Well, so listeners, uh, there is this part of the movie where, um, uh, so Luke is about ready to leave and then, uh, they're all getting drunk at a bar to quote unquote, celebrate Kate breaking up with Chris. Right. And then what's the guy's name? Todd or Dave. Dave. Yeah. So Dave and Kate are, you know, they're they're kind of being real fresh, I guess. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. And then Luke's like, hey, Kate, come on, let's go. Well, he says, like, I'm gonna I'm, go, I'm do gonna you go. want to ride right. home? Yeah. And then the Dave guy's like, oh, no, she's fine. And then... Which, you know, yeah, predator move right there. Yeah, and then Luke's like, hey, man, I wasn't talking to you. Right. And also, I do love that they don't belabor that point. That's something I've realized. No, they don't make him seem like, oh, what a hero. Yeah, it's not like Luke was like, hey man, don't fucking speak for her or whatever. Right. Stuff like that. He's just like, I'm not talking to you. Kate, do you want a ride? Yeah. And then she's like, no, I'm fine. And then he's like, okay. Yeah. Because Luke's a stand-up guy. A stand-up gentleman. For the most part. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so in the scene, they are um, in an argument. Well... Yes. Uh, the the night before, while Luke was packing boxes, he fell asleep on uh, like the what I'm assuming is like the guest bed. Right. Um. And Kate comes into the room, sees him asleep, and then cuddles up next to him, like spoons him, and falls asleep. Right. And that's not something adult. <laughs> heterosexual opposite gendered one of whom is entangled friends do right like that's inherently romantic if the two people are like there's a possibility of attraction between the two right yeah and so then Luke cuts his hand on a nail on the couch mm-hmm. And so Kate calls Dave over to finish helping her move with Luke. 
Um, he also gets his ass beat because some dude is a dick to Kate. The director. Oh, neat. Yeah, that was Joe Swanberg. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Dave invites Kate out for a drink. Uh, Luke says, like, oh, well, we're not going to go because, you know, we had, Kate plans. And I, we had plans. And then Kate's like, well, I want to go because apparently now she is upset at him. Which, in in the context of the movie, it makes sense that she's upset at him. In the context of my summary, it does not. Yeah. Well, because um, he's also been kind of, like, moping around like an asshole for the last, like... Yeah. Hours in movie, and but... said some not incredibly nice things to that, Kate. Yeah. But that would seem to me more like, oh, I'm God, I'm bleeding out of my hand, I'm just upset at everything right now. Yeah. But still... Could have been nicer to, yeah. to your best friend. Right. So then an argument ensues between the two of them. Right. Where it is revealed subtextually that they both have feelings for each other and that they both acknowledge that what the other has been doing is, like, manipulative to their emotions and it's not cool. Right. Um, and then they mutually part ways. Mm-hmm. That argument scene is fantastic. I want to do it, like, for, like, just... I just want to, like, do that scene with somebody. Yeah. But also, like... It's so context heavy, like you need to have watched the rest, of, rest the of the movie in order for it to make sense. Right. That I, it wouldn't serve purpose. Right. It's just it's just fantastic, I would say. Yeah. That scene is phenomenal. Alright. Any other thoughts you'd like to get into? Um Yeah, I think that's where I lose the point five percent that would make this movie like a hundred is the fact that uh, the trailer is so misleading about what this movie is. Right. That's fair. Which also I don't quite hate, but not in the same way as like some of the other things about the movie that I don't love, but I like the, the contradictory thing more than I would like that. Yeah. It w- is there it- anything in the movie you would have done differently? Mm, no. Probably not. Um, I would have... If Jason Sudeikis is going to be there, <laughs> give him more to do or cast a different dude. Are you just saying that he was too, like, high-profile celebrity for it to be distracting? Is that what your problem is? A little bit, yeah. Okay. And then for him to, like, not really do much. That's fine. Because it was more than a cameo. Well, that wasn't Jason today, because that was Gene Dentler. Right. He's credited in the in 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 the credits of the movie. It says Gene Dentler, which is Jason Sudeikis's character, as himself, himself. and not Jason Sudeikis, which oh. I think is funny. Is... But oh no, not even unless maybe at the time the movie was made. What? I was going to say, because there is an actual brewery that coincides with this movie. It's the real brewery, the Revolution Brewing, if we have any Chicago listeners. Yeah. But um, I was wondering, is Gene Dentlerwork the name of the actual owner or something? Maybe. It's not. I don't know. But he was played by Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. But if, like, that was the... long, glorious hair. He did have long, glorious hair. He had, like, a mustache, right? He had, like, some stubble. He had some stubble. He had some scruff. Jake Johnson had an awesome beard in this movie. He did have an awesome beard. beard. And his, he had a cool hat. Had a cool hat? He always had a hat. That actually was a... It's in the next segment, but... Okay. Um, well, 
We're, it's a, it's time for a return of another famous segment of ours. Oh, that's right. August reads IMDb reviews, reviews of uh, contradictory to what Jesse thinks of the movie. And one of them <laughs> I saw, I'm not going to track it down, because I did look through some of them while you were watching the movie, because I was like, oh, I'm going to do this segment again. Yeah. Was that, so Jake Johnson isn't, in fact, in the hat of the brewery. It's like a different beer. I think it's of like, um, it's like a Crown Imperial or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. He wears a couple different beer hats throughout the movie. The main one, though, is an Imperial hat, I yeah. think. And then someone in the in the thing was like, this movie knows nothing about beer. This worker at a uh, <laughs> at a local brewery would never wear a big chain hat. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's a cool hat. It's a cool hat. He'd wear it. Yeah. He got it at a thrift shop. Exactly. <laughs> shut up. This man wears jeans and flip-flops. Like He's barefoot most of the time. Yeah. He has black feet yeah, in that one seat. dirty-ass feet. Yeah. Alright, should we hop into that next segment, though? Yeah, let's do it. Boredom has a new name. It's called Drinking Buddies. When I began to watch this movie, I expected a romantic, funny movie. Much because that's how they advertised it. This, however, is not a romantic movie, and is far from comedy as well. Not a single thing is funny in this movie. I've been to funerals that were funnier than this. <laughs> it's also not a romantic movie, even though the main story, and only story for that matter, has something to do with romance. It's not even a real drama movie for character for the characters are poorly written. What you see is what you get, and you don't get much. We see ordinary people in ordinary situations portrayed in such a way that it's just boring. Plain boring. The story did did have a potential, but everything they can blow they blew. Acting is poor as well for most of the cast. But I guess you cannot do much better with such a script. Can I see that? Yeah, you can. Um, because I actually I have a controversial a controversial opinion about this. I don't uh, think there's any controversial opinions about drinking buddies. I, a controversial opinion about this review. Oh, okay. Um, very little of what he said is objectively wrong. He's he's right about almost everything he said in this. Well, I he mean, just didn't like it, which is fine. Because the only thing I'd say he's wrong about is that um, characters are poorly written. Well, they weren't um, written. Because, <laughs> A, they weren't written, and, B, they were great characters. Um, and... The bad performance thing. The bad performance thing. Also, like, yeah, the movie's a little boring, but boring in, like, a potentially in like an interesting way right you know well i mean we watch this together the social network is a boring movie but it's also interesting interesting well we watch this together and i'd say we were both pretty enthralled with it you know yeah definitely all right let me see some more um yeah i not much of what he said in that review was wrong he just didn't like it whereas i did right what just happened we just watched drinking buddies and we are still perplexed. I cannot agree with the reviews that rate this movie 9 or even 10 out of 10. I didn't know until I read one of the reviews that the dialogues were improvised. I should have known, because most of them were just awful. There's a reason that people like Hitchcock spend up to five months to create a script and the dialogue, because without proper words, the interaction seemed to be totally useless. I still think that all the main characters were played by good actors, but a good actor is not necessarily a good improviser. I like independent movies and will continue to watch them, but next time I will read some reviews first. I give 3 out of 10 because the basic idea for the movie was good, just the realization was very amateurish. I feel like, again, 
this is veering into subjective territory and like yeah man if that's how you feel that's how you feel i don't think the performances are bad i think the performances are objectively very good and that that's not really a subjective thing but he's confusing the objectivity of it being good with the subjectivity of him liking it right and that's fine you don't have to like it all right but at the end of the day like they're objectively good performances <laughs> and they all these characters are objectively good improvisers all right I feel like you're expecting bigger reactions from. Well, I also didn't like read these. Okay. Like previously, like in the same way with the Joker ones, I was like, "Oh, this one's gonna get a reaction." Yeah. But I think I found one that's gonna get a reaction. Okay. And if not, I have a big one towards the end. Cool. All right. Let's do those two, and then. I might. Ha- I have three we'll more. Talk about next week. I have three okay. More. Let's do those three, and we'll talk about next week. All right. Now, before you judge me as a typical ma- male viewer, I watched this film. With my wife, there were air quotes. We both came to the same conclusion about this film. That it that it would be in contention for one of the most boring films ever made. I really couldn't care less about the characters and could not envision anyone caring about them. I am mystified how a big-name actress like Olivia Wilde would sign up for this. Seriously, nothing happened. If you consider this a drama, then I would classify a first-world drama, meaning you don't really have any problem slash drama but you really need to make something bigger than it is because you have nothing else to do literally nothing else i will never get that hour and a half of my life back and olivia wilde isn't even that good looking should have known better i guess (laughs) what okay can i see that again yeah okay that last part was what i was like yeah um so yeah if you think the movie's boring then you think the movie's boring I don't. I think the movie is... Actually, I do. I think the movie's boring, but I think it's it's Good also boring. very interesting. Right. Um, Olivia Wilde will sign up for this because she read the idea and she liked it. That's why she would do that. Um, the bit about it being a first world drama, I think that's objectively wrong. Right. Like, this is not a big problem. Which yeah. is why it's interesting. Because it's about, as our friend earlier said, ordinary people in ordinary situations. Right. Um, Olivia Wilde is gorgeous. <laughs> and if you don't think so, okay, you don't have to. And B, it's not about her character being attractive. <laughs> That's not what the movie's about. The movie is about her attraction to and the attraction she receives in return with Luke. Right. It doesn't matter whether she is attractive to you or objectively attractive, which she is, but that's not the point. I also like the fact that he felt the need to tell us he watched this movie with his wife, so totally, he's totally not sexist. Like, Right. But, oh, okay. <laughs> I watched this movie with my girlfriend, and we both loved it. Right. All right. Last two. Okay. might be the worst movie ever produced wrong objectively (laughs) i'm all for horrible movies what movie joker Joker. but this has to be one of the worst wastes of 90 minutes ever put on the big screen 
If you watch this movie, you are essentially asked to watch 90 minutes of four people babbling back and forth about nonsense with some social awkwardness sprinkled in. There was never a climax. False. False. And even, very, and even after the false. resolution of what happened to be the problem in the character's life, you are left with the, a big WTF moment. First of all, you just said there's not a climax, and then he said, and then after the climax. <laughs> uh, why the F did I just watch this pile of crap? My girlfriend and I were counting down the minutes until this movie was over, hoping something would happen to justify us watching it. Then, the movie just ends. Am I supposed? So I suppose the good thing about the movie was it wasn't longer, which would have been a waste of more of our time. Horrible movie. Don't waste your time. I'm sure I'll rewatch. I'm sure a rewatch of Trolls Two or maybe even Smurfs Two would be better time spent. I will agree with one thing he said in that. What? This movie is the perfect length. It shouldn't be not one second longer or shorter. Right. What's up with bad reviewers mentioning their girlfriends, huh? I don't know. I don't feel like any of their comments would have been sexist if they didn't mention their girlfriends. So I don't know why they keep bringing them up, but okay. Right. Oh, man. I mean, like, again, if you don't like the movie, you didn't like the movie. But... I so many of these people are confusing objectivity with subjectivity right it's fine to not like it that's whatever but to call it bad is at worst wrong and at best ignorant right so I thought we'd end with a positive review amazing right who wrote it was it Jake Johnson no it was uh don't say the name I couldn't even if I wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> but I like this uh, title. It stood out to me. Have a beer and watch this movie alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Writer-director Joe Swanberg gives us such a keen portrayal of this complicated relationship dynamic. It's hard for me to believe that it came from anything other than two, than personal experience. He gives us two perfectly relatable... He gives us two perfectly relatable male protagonists... Luke, the laid-back, funny, beard-rocking, ex-blackjack dealer, now beer brewer, and Chris, the guy for which being nice and well-read never got him girls, and in his 20s, and is now quite unprepared to deal with all the female attention being successful is getting him. I like that. Sure. On the other hand, it will be hard for women to identify with the female protagonist. Kate is the kind of girl that likes to hang out with the guys. She is the only female worker in the brewery, and she's perfectly fine with that. And has that walk-on-air feel to her. She's fascinating, but she's also an emotional wreck. Living in a rented apartment that she never cleans, and generally making bad life decisions. Jill, on the other hand, seems to be the perfect nice girl. Teaches disabled children, cooks, cleans, and has a nice apartment and is willing to settle down. But she's portrayed as kind of boring in contrast to Kate's exuberance. And Luke's reluctance to get married is making her insecure. With all that being said, I feel like this movie is all about Luke's choice. Is he mature enough to handle such a complicated friendship? Would you be? The question gets harder and harder to answer as with each detail added to the story. And the director does this masterfully. There are no wasted scenes. Every shot, gesture, line of dialogue adds something to the story. This is the most movie I've seen in under 90 minutes. Yeah. Have a beer and watch this movie alone. It's a personal experience that doesn't need sharing. You'll filter it through your own life experiences and end up in awe. Or not. It's okay. You probably just never knew it, Kate. I I have two thoughts. Of, I have three thoughts about that review. Yeah. One, I agree 
um, with almost everything he said. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, like, to the letter. Right. I have one thing that I disagree with what? that I'll get into. That's item number three. Um, item number two, I feel like this is a movie that probably should be watched alone, unless you're watching it with the right other person. Okay. Watching it with August, good choice. Watching it with Emma, good choice. Because they both are, like, the right type of person to watch this movie alone with mm-hmm. um watching it with both august and emma at the same time don't know if that would be the right choice see this movie was added to the rotation because i was like our group of four should absolutely watch this movie together <laughs> no <laughs> um <laughs> no even a little um <laughs> yeah i don't know if i would have liked this movie if the first time i watched it, i watched it with both august and emma that's fair maybe i would have maybe i wouldn't um the now i remember three the uh only thing i disagree with in that uh review i think both kate and jill are perfectly relatable characters yeah i would um, say that i thought your idea is that this movie will not be as relatable to you if you haven't met a kate I know several Kates. No, I think we so, know some of the same Kates. Yeah, we know some of the same Kates. I'm dating one of the Kates. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't know, I suppose. Right. Um, but yeah, I but, would say that. Yeah, I would say that both Kate and, um, I feel like most women I know actually exist on some sort of spectrum between Kate and Jill. Between Kate and Jill. Yeah, that's the thing. It's weird. Like, I, I feel like they represent like in in a very like generalized way, like two opposite sides of femininity. Yeah, well I mean cuz Kate's like one of the boys or whatever. Right. And then like and Jill's like your 50s housewife kind of. Yeah. Which that's a gross oversimplification, I will say. It is. But but also it's not necessarily wrong. Wrong. And that's okay. It's fine to be that person. Well And it's it's fine to be a Jill, it's fine to be a Kate, it's fine to be anywhere in the middle. Well that's what the... Or further on either side of that spectrum. Yeah. I, I think Kate and Jill are both perfectly relatable characters and that most women i know i feel like if they watch this movie they could see at least a bit of themselves in mm. either or both of the characters that's fair same as how every ev- almost if not every man i know could see a bit of himself in either luke or, or chris or yeah. both yeah that's fair um which is why i really like how those four characters work together is because there's something there for everybody also i see parts of myself in as a a man in Kate and Jill. Yeah, and no, Luke I agree with that. And Chris. Um, I feel like they represent four sort of like cornerstones of humanity. And everybody, four humors? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody exists sort of somewhere in that grid. Yeah, I would agree with that. Go watch this movie, guys. Go watch this movie. We Even, talked about this movie for like an hour. Yeah, I, I highly recommend watching this movie. It's one of the better movies I've seen in a long time. And that is my opinion. Obviously, there are people out there who don't think the same. Right. But I really think if you've made it this far in the podcast, you should watch this movie. Whether yeah. you think you're going to like it or not, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. Maybe yeah. you think you're going to love it and you end up hating it. Maybe you think you're going to hate it and you end up loving it. Or maybe you're 
you have an opinion in your mind and it stays the same when you watch it. But I think you should watch this movie. Well, the other it's thing really I good. think that's really interesting is I brought this segment back because a lot of you know it's kind of fun. I think, and I, maybe there were better movies to do it with. I would say sure, but um, what I find interesting about that segment in regards to that this movie versus Joker is nothing anyone said in this movie, like well, other than like Olivia Wilde's unattractive or whatever, is right. wrong. Like objectively speaking, like it is kind of a boring movie. I can absolutely agree. With yeah, that. it's slow. It's if it's not for you, if like a character study i suppose would be the best way or relationship examination like what we yeah. talked about with um on the rocks yeah isn't for you then it's not for you and that's fine that's kind of what i've seen of joe swanberg that's what he does yeah i still need to see uh the other of this jake johnson joe swanberg cornetto trilogy but right what we've seen of it that seems to be what his kind of wheelhouse is short character driven situational movies i guess yes so yeah but, so, in comparison of Joker, though, whereas, generally speaking, the negative or positive reviews were just people screaming into the void about how smart they are for understanding this movie and general Rick and Morty stuff. Right. Like, a lot of the stuff that was said in the Joker reviews, I subjectively disagreed with, and there was a lot of it that I found objectively incorrect. Right. There was that one very positive review where I found pretty much everything he said to be objectively correct. I just subjectively did not like the aspects of the movie that he subjectively liked, but he stated facts about the film that are pretty much indisputable. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this movie, I feel like a lot of people were treating their sub, like with these reviews, were treating their subjective opinions as objective fact. Yeah. And I'll be the first to admit, there's a very large difference between the two. And sometimes I do blur those lines, and I will admit I did some with Joker. Yeah. I still think Joker's objectively a bad movie, and I subjective... But if you find it subjectively to be a good movie, fine. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe maybe recognize some of the objective uh, shortcomings of it, but... Mm-hmm. Or don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um... My thoughts. From IMDb to us to you, have a beer and watch this movie alone. Or if the right person. Agreed. But also maybe alone. Maybe alone. Yeah. Alright. Um, next week, what are we watching, August? We're watching Mulan. Mulan. on Dis- Available this Friday on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing that thing where we say, we watch things when they premiere. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're on the trends. We did it with Devil all the time. We did it with maybe another thing. Probably not, I don't think. No, I don't think we did. But it's just this one. And Devil All the Time. I think we watched one movie, I'm not sure what it was, but like pretty soon after it came out on a streaming platform. Uh, I mean, we did Mando right before season two dropped. We did The Boys, oh, yeah. Standing with the Boys. Yeah. But, well, yeah. there you have it, kids. Yeah, kids. Um. So yeah, Mulan. I don't know anything about it, honestly. I don't really either. I, yeah, so we'll see if we like it or not. Yeah, tune in on uh, Sunday or Monday or whenever and... Um, be, again, because next week is finals, it may be late. We're going to try and get this one in on time, but yes. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, do we want to say our schedule for the rest of the year? No. Okay. I think next episode we'll talk about the schedule for the rest of the year. Okay. Then, uh, salutations. Oh, uh, again, third week, uh, 
Our good friend John Petrucca oh, yeah. released his uh, song Gotten Up and Left by the Backups. Backups. We got it this time. We got it. Yeah. And uh, merch should be coming soon. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, we're going to get our rough outlines this week. Sweet. Yeah. And then uh, after that, we will have uh, things ready for the holiday season. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, you know, stay frosty, everyone. Stay sticky, my friends.